Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, off the heels of WrestleMania Backlash, it is Monday Night Raw, and you're looking at three Thai guys looking like Hurt Inc. over here. Guys, how you doing? This is my first time wearing a tie since the pandemic. It's been over a year. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I feel like we're way overdressed for what this uh, role. I know, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, At least was, we're not talking about zombies tonight. Yeah, I was going to dress <laughs> like a zombie tonight, but I felt like that was already done, so I skipped it. It's still fresh. It's still fresh, <laughs> which is odd for a zombie to be fresh, but there we go. Uh, lots of stuff to get into today. I want to jump right into it, if that's okay with you guys. Shawn Michaels, HBK, his documentary was out. We've been going through all of them. Uh, Raj, you've been watching all of them. Uh, Justin, I believe you've been watching all of them as well. Raj, we'll start with you. How did this one stack up to all of them, including the Macho Man one? I mean, I still think the Macho Man. There were just so many inaccuracies in that, and um, that you know, I still think that was that was bad. It was entertaining. I mean, it was easy to watch, but it was uh, it was bad. The Shawn Michaels one, I thought was really good. Um, I mean, just seeing what a different person he is now than he was back then, and. Um, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really entertaining. Obviously, there was some stuff that they didn't touch, but um, overall, it it seemed more honest than some of the other ones. Yeah, and but Sean's was probably maybe one of the easiest to be honest about because right. he, you know, he's just been so forthcoming about how just uh, change his life was, how how just much of a difficult person he was, basically through the prime of his uh, the first half of, of his career in the nineties. Uh, you know, I, but I was interested to see, okay, what are they going to include? Will they leave stuff out? Because out of you know, out of the what I guess four now that we've seen of the biographies, you know, this is Sean's the first one who's a subject who is still employed as a WWE employee, right. you know, working as an NXT producer. You know, Austin's still obviously involved. Always Booker really, T still, you know, kind of involved. Yeah, so I guess what it's been yeah. five of them. So you know, I mean, obviously Piper deceased, Macho Man deceased. You know, but, but yeah, but Booker, Booker's like Austin, still can kind of do his own things. Sean could if he would, but like, I mean, Sean, as I said, I mean, Sean's part of the office for all intents and purposes. To an extent, so you know, I was really curious how they would frame if they would. You know, they were very. You know, they let him. They kept it in. The, you know, the, the heavy usage early on in the days of, of, of cocaine and, and everything. So it was. Uh, it was. You know, it's amazing to see that he he survived what he survived and performed at the level he performed at. Yeah, I always I always feel like there's interesting stuff that they just leave out of him, like Booker T. You know, his stuff with Triple H. It just seemed like that was easy. You know, Shawn Michaels, I felt like, you know, some of the stuff in the late 90s, his, he, the problems with The Rock, uh, things like that would have been kind of kind of cool and interesting, as opposed to most of these, uh, the other stuff is stuff you've pretty much heard before. Yeah, I could see that, though. Like, you don't want to make it look like you've got problems with The Rock. The Rock's such, like, the man, even if they've patched it up, I'm sure it would seem a little weird, right? Eh, I mean, that's part of his thing was... How they held wrestlers down, you know, the click back in the day, and, and Shawn Michaels especially. Um, and, you know, The Rock is a huge example. He was kind of probably the last major one uh, before he was put out of action. And, you know, when he came back and was passed out and got fired again, or, you know, uh, not home. fired, but sent home, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they didn't touch the sunny stuff, which I, I figure they wouldn't. Um, but it was, it was really good. It's definitely worth a watch. 
You know, and they said that the night that uh, that Shauna came back in 01 where he's back, and we've heard Taker talk about this before, like where, you know, Sean was just like falling over, and then they told like they they pinpointed it that it was Cleveland. It was the night that Vince announced that he has WCW, and they that they did the whole you know Vince Shane night last night sort of thing. I had n- I never heard that. I never knew that Sean like because I, I was, then I was trying to think like, man, like so you're, this is the final Monday before Mania 17, and you know obviously how big of a Mania that is. Like I just I found that interesting that like Sean was you know Cleveland. Sean is not he's, it's not Texas. Like I found it interesting of like why would Sean have been there for that particular Raw. And then it gets me really wondering if maybe they just didn't, they're not going to talk about it because it just it obviously didn't happen and, and Sean was in a terrible place. But, like, were they working on trying to, like, interject Sean somehow? Maybe at, like, Mania 17? Like, like were, they, were they having a, a meeting of, like, hey, let's try to work some business together? Like, why else would he have been there? I wonder if they're wrong. Because I specifically remember Sean coming back, and then it was, like, a week or two later that he was gone again. And that was when the incident happened. And I think that would have been, like... Uh, because it wasn't it. It was Davy Boy against uh, Davy Boy against The Rock, I think. And Shawn Michaels was the referee. Maybe it was Triple H versus The Rock, and Shawn was the referee on SmackDown. And Shawn he, super kicks Rock. They yeah, showed that, they, yeah, they showed that clip. And then he was gone within a couple weeks. Like and that just, wouldn't, yeah, and that wouldn't have been the SmackDown prior to that that famous Raw in Cleveland. Right. But no, but I'm pretty sure Hunter said specifically like we were in Cleveland, and and Connor even said I'm not even sure what Shawn was there for, but. Oh. It, but like they said, Cleveland, and then they showed the date, March twenty sixth and oh one, and it's, it's bizarre. I, I because like you, Rod, I've never heard them say that was the raw that the famous Taker and all of them said, "Get the hell out of here." Yeah, yeah. I wish I always wish they could do like a what if show or something where they would tell us what the plan originally was before things happen. But we'll probably never hear all those stories. There might not even be what ifs in all these situations. But I like to think there were. Uh, some other big news came out this uh, week. Real quick, let's get a couple of these super chats oh, and then we'll get to this other news. Jack Scallons is confused with the ties and the suits. So last week we were saying how Jack is always upstaging us, so we were going to wear ties ourselves this week. And uh, this is the last time I do it. But yes. <laughs> This should be mandatory uh, dress code for at least WrestleMania spot. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah, that's not a bad idea. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going bow tie for that part. Uh <laughs> Karana Shah says, Jack suits, Raj, just, Justin, nah, just kidding. Ah, well, you know, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, I know. Jeez. <laughs> I think those guys look great, by the way. Uh, um, and then, Chris pointing out that Wrestling Inc. is in the RVD Icons documentary when they're talking about the arrest of Rob Van Dam. I, I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard about that. So I'll oh, have to that's check very that out. cool. Yeah, we'll have to see that one. And then um, also we've got uh, Jody Shauna Jenkins saying, oh, man, I didn't get the tie memo. It's not too late. You can still go out and get one and put it <laughs> on. It's a uh, fit in. It's it's peer pressure. Uh, and Alejandro uh, Villarreal, let me know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, yep. Is this a new model of the Hurt business but run by Raj? Yes, it's Hurt Inc. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, um, you know, a lot of people in the chat, they're talking about us. But, of course, the news is that um, we might be getting some new sets over at both brands for SmackDown and for Raw. Andrew Zarian of Mat Men Podcast is reporting it. Um, it feels like, to me, that makes sense. If we're going to get fans back in the arenas and we're going to be touring again, why not dress everything up again? Uh, Justin, how do you feel about new sets? Uh, well, first of all, real quick to that shout out that super chat. I know we just had on the screen uh, noting. Uh, yeah, I, I had two screens going. I was telling Jack before this. I, I was yeah. taking notes feverishly on Raw as much as you can take for this Raw. And I had the hockey game going. Uh, heartbreaking overtime loss. Just glad that it 
lease was over before I had to come on here because I would have been totally aloof. Uh, so, yeah, new sets. This is the kind of thing, Jack, that 20 years ago, whenever there was going to be new sets, I, I like that's one of those things. When I was when I was growing up in the 90s as a as a kid growing up, that's a little hobby I had. Is I would build model sets. Uh, you know, I take I take old black T-shirts or towels, make them the curtains. I would you know whatever. I I, I love sets. I love trying to remember uh, famous sets from different shows. And this used to excite me. Now, visually, it looks really good, really crisp for for the highest quality television that's out there. But new set just means just different configuration for LED boards. You know, they don't utilize props anymore. The only the only stage that gets any kind of customization anymore is is WrestleMania. And I understand. I mean, I've I've been behind the scenes and seen WWE production city to city. I get some of the efficiencies and why they do it. And again, what visually looks good and appeals and is up with the times of what modern day concerts and everything look like. But yeah, I we all miss the fist for SmackDown. We all miss different things that have a, a symbolism to the show. So, you know, it'll be great to switch it up, but I'm not expecting anything that's going to, you know, after one week of seeing, I'm like, okay, that that's the new set. Yeah. Yeah. You get used to it pretty quick. You know, it's usually more like the graphics change a little bit. They, you know, whether it's the font or just what colors they're using instead of, black and red it's black red and white you know things like that uh, and, and you know when they've done the set changes over the years like kind of what justin said you, you notice it the first week and then it just it's just kind of the same really raw um obviously not counting the thunderdome and when they did the pc but raw has kind of looked the same um pretty much the last 20 years as far as the big screen and you just they add more and more leds but outside of that it if you watched WWF in like 1985 and compare it to 87 and then 92 and then 95, it just looked so different, you know, every, every three or four years, they, you know, revamped it, changed how it looked, uh, and completely. And then that kind of stopped, uh, around 2000. I, I would say their most recent raw was a little different, it had the kind of ramp look to it, but mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of that anyway, so I'm okay with them changing that. The SmackDown set used to look sick when they first redid it for Fox, but I don't know. We'll see. You guys make good points. It'll probably just be some some shuffling around of screens, but I still hope we get some more props, Justin, like you said. I love the props. Those are always cool. I hope they bring back some metal WCW things to put on the side like Nitro. That's not happening, but I can dream, right? I used I'm to old. love the look of Nitro before they they did redid the logo and everything, but yeah. before that, like in 96, 97, it just – it was the perfect – uh, balance of looking like uh, you know good production values, but not being overproduced to where it takes the grittiness and and uh, intensity out when you need it. You know, like right now when you got lights on the the turnbuckles, you know, on, on the the posts and and everywhere, it just kind of takes away when you're trying to do a serious angle. I'm always surprised too. We have to assume that the nitro stuff is in that massive WWE warehouse that's featured on uh, the treasures thing on A and E. I'm surprised. They always go to the well for a pop rating for the old school Raw, old school SmackDown. That they have never, they never decided to one night only do a a Nitro and you yeah. set because I mean, you know they will pop a number out of nostalgia for sure. I would love that. I'm such a nerd for Nitro. I would love it if they had Nitro set, but you're right because they got to be somewhere. And so they own it. Oh yeah. Unless. And, and, and it would pretty. It'd be also pretty easy for them to build it from scratch again. You know, it's it wasn't. Yeah, uh, it was. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't exactly um, rocket science that they had there. It was a WCW in steel, right? Whatever that's called. Yeah. Um, uh, it would look kind of like AEW though, because AEW kind of has that. You know, when they have fans, they, they kind of have that nitro look to an extent. Um, yeah. 
Um, Jack's, Jack's in the chat says, Jack, next week, wear an Affliction or MMA shirt and look <laughs> mad through the podcast. It's only fair. Yeah, I should do that. It's like I, freaky, freaky Friday, <laughs> except on a Monday. Uh, and then I'll, and I'll hate everything. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Wrestling Ink business. I like it. It's the it's the ink era. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jody uh, Shauna Jenkins says one nitro I will never forget is when they fought in a floating ring. I was a huge mark for high voltage back in the day. I liked high voltage too. That must have been spring break, by the way, if it was the floating ring. Uh, was that the one where Scott Hall jumped in the water? I think so. Probably that's probably what she's referring to. It was also, I think, the last nitro was in a floating ring. Also, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, as a club. Um, was that a place called Club? Uh, they they used to always do the outdoor nitros yeah. there. It was in yeah. Panama City. What's that? That was in Panama City, right? Yeah, yeah. I always loved the ones where they did it outside. It just felt different, looked different. It was uh, just had more personality. I love the look of the <clears throat> of the one they did. Or they did might have did a couple. Um, Late summer '96. It's a famous one where Nash lawn darts Ray. Right. But oh yeah. Like it was done like outside of, like at, like Universal Studios or something. Like, mm-hmm. that where was like, that? That was that. That's a that's a legendary one. But yeah, I can't think. Of that was which, like the week after Hogan turned heel, right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that was a good one. But hey, there were fans there, and that's the big news. Um, oh, yeah, and, and here we go. It's Club La Bella in Panama City. That's right. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, so uh, Ring of Honor has announced that they are going to be having fans back in July. That means that we're going to have WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, MLW, all with fans in July. Uh, to me, that feels like we're back, baby. It feels like things are going again. I'm super excited about fans being back. Again, I don't know what all the protocols are going to be or things like that. I got vaccinated, so I'm ready to go. Uh, Justin, we'll start with you. How do you feel about the fans coming back? I mean, how can you not be excited? Uh, yeah, I, I too am vaccinated, so I'm, I feel like I got that bit of a invincibility, so to speak. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, well, I guess one of the things I kind of wonder now is now that like now that there's an insight, like let's just say WWE, since we're talking Raw tonight, now that there's like that that endpoint of like, okay, we're bringing the fans back here. Like, does everything between now and then kind of become like? Well, no, let's just try to stall a little bit more because now, because, you know, like for the last over a year, we, we've had this running theme in wrestling podcasts. We've all touched on it, like, oh, how good would that have been with fans? Or maybe they're maybe they're not going that route because they want to ha- like we, we, that's just we can't avoid that one. But now that they have the target date or at least mm-hmm. general date, like, I wonder, is everything between now and then just going to be is it going to basically be kind of like regular season games that aren't going to change the playoff seating, if you will, to use a sports analogy? To where you just have to play them. You have to produce this Raw, produce this SmackDown, produce this pay-per-view. But let's not waste something that we could just do in front of a great audience six weeks later. And I also wonder, so far they've only said the one weekend for WWE. um, And that's the weekend where they're going to have the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. So it's going to be SmackDown, Money in the Bank, Raw. Hopefully that means they're back full-time. And that they're not just doing that one weekend for now. Going back to the Thunderdome. And then, you know, kind of seeing how it goes. And then do full-time touring, you know, after SummerSlam. Um, because, I, I, I mean, with WrestleMania, seeing the fans back, it sucked the next day to go back to the Thunderdome. And look, the Thunderdome is a, a million times better than those shows at the PC. And they, they did a fantastic job at the Thunderdome. But I, I'm so ready to move on from it. 
Yeah, watching the old uh, the old clips from last year's WrestleMania was like a gut punch, seeing just how <laughs> empty it was and remembering what it was like. So, yeah, I'm ready for this to happen. Yeah, hopefully, I agree with you, Raj. I hope it's not just a one-time thing or a short thing. I hope that when they come back now, they're coming back. But it feels like that's what's happening. I, again, I don't know, but it feels like that seems to be the way they're going. Uh, as far as going back to, to stadiums and things like that, uh, the Saudi General Sport Authority's Ministry of Sport tweeted a video package that shows the stadiums in the country are reopening for soccer games. So now, of course, the question is, is WWE going back to Saudi? Uh, WWE has not ran the kingdom since the Super Showdown 2020 event. Um, and uh, it doesn't look like they've ne- necessarily mentioned it yet, going back yet. But it, it does seem to be something they're talking about. Uh, that seems to be the news going forward. Raj, any thoughts on them going back to Saudi Arabia? Yeah. So, um, I mean, and, uh, uh, Tyson Fury is going to be fighting there uh, in a couple couple months he's fighting uh God, what's his name uh is it joshua anthony joshua um uh, either sure. uh, uh, tyson the next tyson fury fight sorry uh, I, I don't have that in front of me but um yeah it's gonna be in saudi arabia they're paying huge money for that fight so yeah i mean now that basically opens the the doors for wwe to go back and you know they they're Usually do two shows a year. Last year they only did the one, and they said you know they they can tack it on at the end of the deal. But um, yeah, I, I would just think it's only a matter of time before uh, they they do the show. I think it'll be pretty fast. Yeah, I mean you're part of a, a ten year deal, so you, you want to get back to it. Uh, you want to you, you want to start getting paid because I don't think WWE just got like a flat amount up front. I think they get a certain part of the installment after after each show gets completed. So. You know, uh, honestly, if you're WWE, and I know there's a lot of uh, political thoughts about them doing the Saudi show, so but push that aside, they're doing them. Uh, but if you're so if you're in the WWE boardroom, this is probably one of the top priorities besides getting back to having your regular touring. Is well, let's get back to one of our most lucrative, um, you know, special premium shows. Uh, and even you know, as things in the world open up, even if even if there still are some restrictions or caveats, I got to think, I mean, you're going in and, and it's, it's, it's the, it's the, the, the kingdom of that runs Saudi that, that's, that's, that's putting this on. I got to think, even if you have to, not a skeleton crew, but even if, even if you have to bring a, a certain, just, just a certain uh, group of people from the WWE over and whether, whatever protocols you got to go through, um, you know, just don't have a 50 man rumble. You know, let's not make the, the guest list any larger than it needs to be, but I got to think one way or the other, private planes, special accommodations, as soon as they can get away with it and then the U.S. government doesn't like, you know, try to lock anybody in the WWE up for doing such, they're going to be over there. And, and, you know, you listen to some of the investor calls, right? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and they always they always have code for Saudi Arabia. Like last, uh, you know, at the end of uh, 2020, they're like, oh, the revenues were down due to certain international events not taking place. <laughs> and, you know, so it's a big chunk of their revenue and it makes a difference on their, uh, their quarterly uh, earnings. So uh, I'm sure they're uh, eager to get that back. Yeah. From what I've seen, it looks like it's a massive chunk of their revenue. I, I don't get into the nitty gritty of the, the, the calls there, but it seems like it's a very big deal for them. So I'm sure it's, it's WrestleMania the bit. Yeah. It's WrestleMania revenue that they're making for these shows. Yeah. So I'm sure they are More, doing anything actually. they can to try to get back over there. Uh, yeah. Ryan Martins in the chat says, do you guys have any more info on what the new sets will look like for Raw and SmackDown? P.S. Pretty good Raw tonight. In my opinion, Oscar Charlotte was great. Uh, 
probably be a lot of screens. I don't know. Do you guys know anything <laughs> more about the the setup? Uh, again, it's probably going to be similar. Just uh, you know, some of the LED configuration changed around, but big screen, LEDs all up and down the ramp. You know, more screens. I more wonder screens. if they'll incorporate uh, screens for Thunderdome stuff going forward, like a, as a permanent fixture in some way. Mm-hmm. I, I thought about that at one point, but I doubt it because you're just taking up room that could be for ticket paying, uh, yeah. you know, for, for ticket buying fans. But I, I don't, you know, like we said earlier, it's going to be probably more LED screens. I don't, I can tell you one thing. I can, I can give you this one piece of insight of probably what it won't be. The last raw set that was prior to um, when the pandemic hit, if you, you go go back and go back to the date, you'll go back to one of the final raws of, you know, Drew and Brock fighting at the top of the stage. And, you know, they had moved, they had changed the set to where, um, it was like you had a, you just had the, it was a, just a flat screen, and the wrestler all the way on the one end. If you're looking at, it, if you're if you're looking at it as the camera person or the viewer, all the way to the right, there was no it, the the wrestler just kind of walked around. It's like they were walking around a corner. And I know that the production and the camera people and such didn't weren't crazy about that because it gave them it, it gave them no box, no curtain, no general area to to aim and 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 block for the for the person to come out. You had to wait for them to kind of appear like they're walking around a a corner of a bathroom at a at a baseball stadium it, you know so like there's certain things i know that productions have, has learned that they like or don't like about how they shoot about how tall how they can shoot upward to taller superstars and make the set look uh, you know three times bigger than what it actually is so uh, i know they take all these things into consideration and they are always are plotting and architecting for how can we do a new set when it's time to unveil so they probably have three more sets that they could line up for raw and that'll be used over the next six years and they've they found a good reason a new start of a new era the post-pandemic era hopefully to unveil a new new sets for raw and smackdown and, I'm, and they must be dying just to add led somewhere else i mean they're running out of <laughs> running out of spots maybe maybe the turnbuckles who knows right they'll have little <laughs> leds on top of the turnbuckles just spinning around with people to see out 360 the ring mat will will be LED like, like like that spot with orton and wyatt at mania in yeah. orlando several years ago little, <laughs> yeah. things will appear yeah Glad, Jenny says, glad to see Jack. I actually enjoyed this segment. <laughs> <laughs> the only man who enjoys this smut, they make us walk. <laughs> hey! <laughs> you got me. Uh, Furious fighting Anthony Joshua, August 14th in Saudi as well. Yeah, so. that's what it is. Thank you, Sergio. Yeah. That was, yeah, that, and that'll be a big fight. Um, yeah. He always does good numbers, I think. He's one of the bigger boxing stars of, of this era right now. And yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of big stars, we started Raw off with a big star, Bobby Lashley, showing up with an entourage, which tells me that he's finally over Lana, but he gets back to the ring and they're celebrating. They're looking happy. They're having a good time. They have an open challenge. And guess who comes out? Drew McIntyre. One of my favorite lines of the night was, they didn't expect to hear his music, even though that was the music he's been hearing for about 13 years now. Uh, but the great Vince McMahon saves us. It's not going to be Drew McIntyre answering an open challenge. It's going to be somebody else. Uh, start to the show. We got an open challenge. All the rage in wrestling this time of year, I guess. Uh, Raj, how'd you feel about how the show started? Uh, I mean, you got to take into account where it ended. And I thought because of that, it kind of sucked. And this is no um, disrespect to Kofi Kingston. He just hasn't been positioned as a singles threat in a long time. Um, 
And so, otherwise, I I think storyline-wise, it makes sense that he never got his world title rematch, that he wants it. Um, But, you know, he's been playing second fiddle. They've been getting beat every other week uh, as a tag team. So, the way they positioned it and had a bunch of wrestlers accepting the challenge and saying they were going to come out, it made it seem like they might have a surprise in store. Like they were going to do something a little unexpected because they're throwing all these little red herrings. But instead, uh, they didn't. And so because of that, I thought it was a kind of a letdown as far as the build goes. But that and plus, I hate they they did such a good job with Lashley not beating him ever uh, to where, you know, a pin over him should mean something. And mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to just throwing it away on an episode of Raw. And they they did that. And um, I don't know. I just didn't like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, once we see the completion of the show, we can look at what was the troll job and what was a letdown. But, you know, just in the moment as I'm watching this, I actually thought this was a good opening segment, you know. Uh, starts different with seeing Lashley and this, you know, his, his entourage of, of, of beauties. And, you know, yeah, and then we get to the open challenge and he's figuring, oh, here we go again, Braun, Drew. And then they say, no, anybody except for Braun and Drew. So, like, I mean, right, right there, I'm like, all right, like, I'm, you know, Bobby's looking like a star uh, with this visual here. And and we're not going to rehash Drew or Braun. So, just to start, I was like, "All right, opening segment, check for me. I'm I'm good with it." Yeah, the I I was all in on everything. But Raj, to your point, when you have an open challenge and you do it like this, you do start to get your expectations up higher, higher, and higher. And since uh, Raj, you mentioned it, we'll just kind of I guess talk about the answering the challenge, Kofi at the end there. I, honestly, when when the New Day's music hit. I thought it was going to be Big E. And yeah. so that's what that's what bummed me out. Is I was like, oh, wow, this is huge. This is amazing. I love this. And I was like, oh, this guy that already had a match earlier on? Right. Okay. I like Kofi Kingston too. But um, just to get your thoughts on the, the last part of it, Justin, uh, we, get the, we get Kofi coming out, and he gets a win over Bobby Lashley because of Drew McIntyre. You called it a troll job. Uh I, I get where you're coming with this. I'm usually positive, but I didn't like how this went down. How about you? Yeah, yeah. You hear the New Day's music, and I for a minute I thought Biggie as well, but Biggie, I think I think Biggie switched and has his own music, you know, since kind of split right. off. So I didn't know there. Uh, and then you, okay, so then you think of Kofi, and you're like, well, all right, Kofi's already had a match, so maybe Xavier Woods, maybe Woods is getting, you know, I mean, Biggie's looks like he's primed to to be a world champion sooner than later in his singles run. Kofi's been a world champion. Maybe they're going to put a little focus on Woods here and give him a and, get, and start to try to elevate him. But that wasn't what it was. Um, yeah, it was disappointing because we saw lumberjacks. We saw several people say that they were going to maybe challenge it. So as Rosh said, a lot of red herring. So I, yeah, you really thought is somebody coming over from SmackDown? Is somebody returning? Is, is somebody from NXT? Not even thinking that necessarily when you think it's going to be a title match or the title's going to change, but you're just looking for just something fresh. And God, I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, and the repetitiveness of Raw, just just fresh. Um, the one thing I will say is so then then the swerve from MVP is that. Oh, it's not a title match. It's just you know an open match against Bobby Lashley, maybe title match later. Actually, when they at least did that, and it's and now I see it's Kofi versus Bobby. At least I was like, all right, well there is a chance now I can see Kofi win because I was like, if it's a title match, they're not switching. They're not, you know unless there's shenanigans of uh, unless Bobby Lashley failed a drug test or something, he's being suspended or right? something crazy like that. They're not pulling the title off of him in an unadvertised match. Um, so at least when it was non-title. It gave me more potential for the ending, but I, I still, I just didn't like that. That's what they built this whole role on. It was again, what I think is a troll job. Yeah. Do you think this ends next week or do you think this is the hell in a cell match? Uh, 
I can't see them doing it in the cell. Maybe SmackDown gets the cell, they and and Raw doesn't, and it's just a regular title match, uh, Kofi versus Lashley. But at least it's a way to get away from Drew for a little bit, uh, especially if they want to hold off, you know, doing that match in front of fans or, uh, you know, at Money in the Bank or or SummerSlam. But even that, I'm not sure because Kofi's busy with uh, his tag team stuff right now, so I don't even know if that's realistic. I. My fear, my worry is that this is just going to be a way for now Bobby Lashley to be mad at Drew and then accept another challenge. Uh, as far as the no, no title on the line thing, I, I get that that's cool, but that's exactly what Sheamus has been doing. <laughs> An open challenge, but not for the title. So, I mean, I, I know we're repetitive by saying Raw gets repetitive, but this, this didn't sit well with me. And Maybe I'm just too big of a Bobby Lashley fan, but I didn't like how this... I liked how it started. I didn't like how it ended at the end of the day, especially because... I don't want to see Drew McIntyre get another title shot. He's gotten like a hundred of them in a row. <laughs> right. And it's, but you know, one other thing too, is once they had Damian priest say he would, he would answer the challenge. Then all of a sudden it's like, Whoa, you're getting some interesting names now throwing their, their names in the hat. So, it, you know, and I felt like that kind of, again, built up expectations. Yeah. I really was hoping somehow Damian priest would get it. Cause I'd love to see him get a shot, but yeah, I was almost wondering, if, like, maybe Daniel Bryan, you know. But then, you know, I don't think you want him back in a world title feud. If they did re-sign him, you don't want him back in a world title feud that he's going to lose right off the bat. Um, but, yeah. yeah I, I will say, I know we'll get to, you know, we'll get, Priest had a match again tonight. You know, the role that he's on, and you can argue he's the hottest guy in the company right now in terms of momentum. I mean, again, now it starts to feel like, okay, if we have a point of, like, we know SummerSlams and fans or this or that, like, Okay, we know who we want to take the title off of Bobby. Now, again, is it just like a just a waiting game, and we're just we just got to occupy weeks right now? That's what that, that's what I feel like we're kind of getting into. I feel like they know who they want the title to, who to take the title off of Bobby, but let's make that a, a fan worthy moment. Exactly, I agree. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. says, "Miss Titantron showing wrestlers videos rather than their names." Example: Shelton Benjamin, twenty ten, was very good. Yeah, I like I like seeing some uh, some fun stuff on the Titantron, especially when you have so many screens. Why not? Uh, right. And then uh, Amy Kimball in the chat says, "Was it me? But this was th- sorry. Was it me? But was this the night for messed up finishes?" Hashtag Jack is great. Hey. Now that's one we want to get trending. Thank you, <laughs> Amy's. Uh, overall, if we're talking overall, I thought this was a great night of wrestling matches in general. This I felt like a lot of the matches were really good. This this evening yeah there were some botches you know what i thought the best match of the night was oscar and charlotte and uh i do there were a couple missed spots in there but nothing to um take away from the match i thought i thought that was a really really good match and i thought they had a a banger last night too that match was uh you know started off awkward i (sighs) rhea ripley i they needed i don't know We'll, we'll get to it yeah um, so let's get into one of the matches. AJ Styles versus Elias. AJ always puts in good work. I like seeing Elias on TV. I thought they had a great match. But to me, the story of this match was it seemed like we're getting a little change of perspective on how we're supposed to be viewing AJ Styles and Omos. It felt like we were supposed to be cheering for him a little bit in this one. Justin, are we seeing a bit of a role reversal of how we view AJ and Omos? I think so. Yeah, I mean, Elias and Riker, there's never been a hint of them being at all likable or baby faces since they've been together. So, yeah, you know, um, WWE's really re- reversed traditional course uh, in, the, in in recent years. You know, like it used to be, it used to always be, 
how can you baby face a Braun Strowman? How can you baby face, you know, even to an extent Brock Lesnar at some, at, in certain feuds? But, um, you know, they always let the big guys be a heel to start just to get their feet wet because that's the just the simplest thing to do. But it's not the thing of, like, they're going to be heels for five, ten years, and then eventually they get a, a honeymoon, you know, or not a um, you know, kind of like a, a return run as a baby. You know, they, 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 go, they go quickly to kind of just making them lovable characters. And I, and I think that that's, that's kind of, you know, AJ's charismatic and, and likable with his moveset. Uh, I'm sure that they'll work some fun comedy and some fun stats and background at Omos and, and his, you know, his other endeavors and athletics, what have you. But so this is kind of just the new formula that WWE goes to, whether it's right or wrong, we can debate every single situation, but, uh, yeah, this 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 is. I can I can see Omos and AJ uh, you know, on, on the Today Show. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that's a good point because yeah, he'd be a great guest on shows like the Today Show. You know, Al Roker Al Roker's doing the weather for what it is here in New York City, and what's the weather up here in Omos's you know, elevation? Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, and, and that's the one thing too because you you mentioned guys this size and how they usually bring in bring him in as a heel. And there's just something likable about Omos. Like, he just seems kind of like he'd be a nice guy or, you know, like a cool guy in real life. And and so, uh, and then AJ is just, you know, you you boo him because he's a heel and he's you're supposed to boo him, but everyone likes AJ. Yeah. So I, I think it just, it's just a natural babyface tactic. So I, it seems like that's the way they're going. And I, 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 I think that's a, a good choice. So. I think it'll be great too because it seems like right now there's a lot of uh, of the face tag teams that are doing well, and you want to hold off those guys from facing AJ and Omos. But you have a ton of the Elias and Rikers who AJ and Omos can beat up for a little bit and yeah. get some defenses against and have fun with. It's not like the Viking Raiders are selling a ton of merch. You could turn them heel, and that would be a cool tag team feud, you know, with Omos and AJ. Oh, that would be fun to see those guys go at it. Um, Chris in the chat says, I get the vibe that Drew will be booed with crowds. I kind of had that feeling going into Mania, but he got cheered there. But of course, that was the first. That'd be kind of weak to boo the first match that you see in in, in a year. Uh, Any thoughts on that, you guys? I I think that's just that just happens with WWE babyfaces. Unless you're a super cool babyface. Um, it's going to eventually happen. I, I, I see that too with Drew uh, down the road. Yeah. Uh, Ryan W says, looking dapper, gentlemen. Good podcast, guys. Thanks. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks. it. Um, let's move on. We had RK Bro and the New Day. Matt Riddle rambled some things that I didn't quite understand at the beginning of their little backstage uh, segment, but it got to the point where he was asking randy orton to apologize and that's where things really fired up between him and kofi kingston i thought this was great because they both seemed really heated the match itself i thought was also really good uh until xavier obviously distracts randy orton and randy orton's gonna rko his own bro but no his bro seems to be the one hearing voices in his head and shoves down xavier i am loving every bit about rk bro i'm loving it i don't know who's gonna become good or bad or turn on each other. Uh, now, Raj, I'd like to start with you for anything, Matt Riddle, because I know he's your favorite <laughs> wrestler of all time. Uh, how did you feel about the segment? Uh, look, I like his stuff with Randy Orton. I, uh, R- Riddle by himself, cannot stand, but with Randy Orton, that uh, that balance, I, I, I dig it. So I, I thought it was pretty good. And, and Randy Orton is just great in these, like just really holding back, uh, 
I, I think it's it just works with them. Justin, yeah, wish- are we are we ready for a heel uh, Matt Riddle? I don't know. I mean, I I think I don't think I think that's way too soon. I think uh, there's a lot of miles that could be getting that could be got out of RK Bro. I'm waiting for the T-shirt. I'm waiting for the merch. Um, and, and yeah, to like rush that. I think Orton. I, I would love to see. You know, I'd, I hope whenever we get the Randy Orton biography, because there's a biography there one day. Because boy, what a story Ooh. he's had. Kind of some parallels to Sean even. Um, you know, I hope that I'd love for one of the features to be some of the bloopers in these pre-tapes. <laughs> you know, they're all, especially Riddle, the, the Riddle. He's just he's just trying to pop everybody else by trying to get Randy to break. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of to an extent of you know what we heard on the Booker T thing of just guys always trying to get uh, Undertaker, trying to trying to break him in, you know, in front of a live crowd and. That's kind of what this feels like, and and yeah, I'm I'm for it. I I don't know. I think I feel like this is a, at least a summer long project where, you know, RK Bro is going to capture some titles. We're going to see again. I, I compared it to the Team Hell No very early on. I feel like that's kind of the, the 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 the, the peak we're going to have here. Um, and I'm I'm for it. Yeah, and I think and, and Sean Howe in the chat mentioning. I'm just putting this out there: RK Bro versus AJ and almost at SummerSlam. It did seem like they paused on that because last week they were kind of teasing it. Um, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Orton and, and Riddle versus Omos and uh, AJ. And then it seemed like they backed away from that. And I think that's the right move. Give them more time and then don't do that match until you have fans. I think that would be a, a, a really good one in front of fans. I can hear Riddle now just look, you know, like Omos is out of the camera shot. He's like, bro, you're so high. Oh, my <laughs> um, God. 100 percent. That's happening. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> that probably is. Um they stopped the birds with Riddle, right? Well, he didn't make his jump entrances. No, yeah, he, he didn't came do out with, uh, But I music. thought last week they didn't have the birds, or maybe uh, I think they did. Uh, damn. I, I think they're missing an opportunity to give him pie bro, but <laughs> I guess the uh, I guess the birds is where it's at. Yeah, I think I also think that New Day is the perfect people for them to be in the situation with because they're also so good at balancing comedy and serious. I think they're able to play off each other really well. I hope they keep. This is one pairing that I'm not against having a few back and forth over the next few weeks mm-hmm. personally um jacks in the chat says i can see riddle turn heel with randy helping him in the process randy is perfect for riddle right now can learn a lot and a heel rk bro would be great i think they would be too but i'm, I'm with the fellas here i want to see them kind of stay like this for a little bit it's fun it's a tease the whole I thing down the, yeah i think down the road riddle as a heel um because you know We've we've talked about this before. I feel like there's limitations with this character. Raj is like, I think he could be a heel because I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't hate him. Every time he's in a match, I'm like, man, this guy's so good. It's the the character, the stuff they give him. But again, with with Randy Orton, he's been great. It's worked with him. I wonder how much of it is Randy Orton kind of saying, no, no, this is what we're going to do. I'm a legend. Let's not do what this person wrote. Let's do this instead. Again, I have no idea what happens backstage. I just, I wonder if maybe he's kind of protecting him a little bit from what's being written in some way. He might be. Um, Someone who uh, had some stuff uh, written for them was Alexa Bliss tonight, who felt a little bit like she was stepping back to her old interview bits from before. uh, But now it's like with a weird Bray Wyatt Snapchat filter (laughs) over it. Um, I did like the bit where she asked their favorite color and Tamina said black and blue. Um, I'm losing my way with Alexa Bliss. I can try to justify zombies. I can try to justify a lot of things. 
I'm I'm losing it, but I don't get what this is. It feels like when you're cooking something and you add too much of one ingredient, so you add another ingredient to balance it out, but you add too much of that, so you add too much of the other one, and before you know it, you've ruined the whole thing. That's kind of what Alexa Bliss feels like to me right now. I don't really get it. I don't know why she's here. I think she's doing a good job portraying a character. I just don't get why the character is part of pro wrestling. Uh, Justin, you are the Alexa Bliss Bray Wyatt expert on the panel. Uh, explain this to us. You know, I'm starting to starting to feel the same way. I'm starting to feel like this is like an Alexa Bliss chili, like to your point. We're just, just yeah. tossing shit in and just it, it's chili. Everything can go in there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I, I, I I smirked and I thought like, yeah, the timing of like, her asking the questions and like Natty answering and like Tamina's like looking around just like in just complete just all and just and weirded out of where they're at. I mean, they tried to make the most of it, but like I, I'm not, a, I'm never a fan of like the outsiders going into like the fun house or the playground. It, 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 to me, those locations are supposed to be just locations that only these, these bizarre characters can, can get to. I don't like seeing the tag team champions with their belts. You know what are they? What do they put in ways? Where's the Alexa Bliss playground? Like I just, I just, I just never like that. Yeah, I, I don't know where we're going. I don't know what's happening. I don't. I, and I, I, I'm, I'm to the point. I don't think. I, I don't know if WWE has the plan anymore. I, I'm, I'm starting to really lose my advocacy here for it. It's taking yeah. me some time, but I'm, I'm glad you're finally getting there, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know how I felt about this. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought this was the worst thing of the night. Uh, not as bad as the zombies last night, but uh, the second worst thing I've seen uh, this month. <laughs> I mean, I just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sucks because Tamina and uh, Natalia, when they won the tag titles uh, on SmackDown, it was a kind of a feel-good moment. And I'd rather them just have a regular interview and still, instead of this weird, awkward um, setting where it just it just came across as just embarrassing. I don't know. Um, just bad TV. And I just thought this was just bad TV. And Alexa, I'm worried. I think they're going to have her and that doll win the tag titles. Yeah. I hope not. I don't know how they do it. But uh, well, I hope I'm wrong. If if Shawn Michaels was a tag partner to God. Right. And <laughs> Braun Strowman won the tag titles of WrestleMania with the 10-year-old. They could do it. They could, could find a way. Like the doll comes alive and it's uh, Nikki Cross. And then turns back into the doll. They can do some really stupid shit. They have been, <laughs> you know. Well, they, they never take them out. They always <laughs> got some stupid stuff. They have we been ha- take. They have been taking advantage in the last year of having a closed set and some right. of the magic that they can pull off or or pre tape things that are looked live. I mean, yeah, you're right. They probably could. It, yeah, <laughs> you gotta do it, it fast. Uh. I agree with you, Raj. I think that this is probably going to lead to her going after the tag team titles, which such a shame for Tamina. After 10 years, she finally wins a championship, and now she's going to feud with a doll. Seems a little like a letdown. But. I, I just hope we're wrong, because they, they also are teasing Alexa Bliss and Shayna Baszler. So, yeah. That, yeah. That, I would, I'd be okay with that, because I like Shayna Baszler. Uh, but, yeah, she uses Kane's pyro to take out Reginald and... Tamina and Natalia retain again. They're still your tag team champions. Um, the champion of my heart right now, though, is Angel Garza with the Rose coming out, having another match with Drew Gulak. Uh, this is a repeat match. We saw it before, same thing. But this is one I give him a little bit of credit for because I feel like it's helping to establish Angel Garza and who he is and what's he do- what he does. 
and it was a fun match. So I give him a pass on this. Is that fair, Justin? No, it's not. I don't care about it. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care when another man is shoving roses down pants or a mouth. I just, I just, I don't care. Like I'm, I like Drew Gulak, and I see the talent in Angel Garza. I'm just, this is just again. I don't want to keep seeing the same two people come out for a match over. I just, I, I don't care. I, took, I, I was watching the hockey game at this point. Don't care. Yeah, they they, they do that way too much on Raw. Where, I mean, we we say this every we we're repeating ourselves because yeah. Raw is forcing us to. But they just keep repeating the same matches over and over and over. Maybe a slight variation here and there. I, I thought this one did make a little sense. Like Drew Gulak would want some revenge after. I, I, look, I, I laughed when the the Rose was putting his pants and he kicked him. But, um, <laughs> you know, this made sense that he would want revenge, but I hope this is it. And knowing WWE, it probably won't be. Yeah, I should put the disclaimer that if this is it, I'm okay with it. But if we get it again next week, then I'm going to be tired of it. Um, prepare, that, to tired. prepare to be and tired. More. Like, I think in two weeks from now, we'll be talking about it. I mean, we, yeah. you know, stuff we've said in just the last few weeks, how Shelton and, and Cedric, they're not going anywhere. Already you're seeing that. I mean... I feel like we're right about this stuff too too often, and it's um, you know unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. So Chris says, "Hear me out." Bray is possessed by the doll, or is possessing, possessing the doll. The doll. Oh, I mean, God. I like maybe, but I just I don't get it. Like, what does that have? To, like, what is what do any of the current champions in WWE care about Bray Wyatt possessing a doll? That's that's my. That's my problem with it. I and, and everything that we saw at WrestleMania would indicate that Alexa turned on the fiend. Like, yeah, I mean, they, they weren't on the yeah. same page. So, but they did at the end of her segment. They they did have like the little fiend. You know the. the hard, <laughs> How did that the go, Raj? <laughs> <laughs> the horror graphic. Right. Yeah. So uh, who knows? Who cares? So maybe. Yeah. If it is what it is. Um. Our truth is back. Real quick, one problem they have with the fiend is that they keep wanting to do the Undertaker magic stuff with him, and and even though it makes no sense why he would have magical powers, Undertaker was supposed to be a dead guy. Whatever, this was just Bray Wyatt coming back with a mask, Um, and they just seem so desperate to keep using those special effects. Like Vince just loves those special effects; he keeps wanting to use them, and they keep killing Bray. I mean, Bray came up with that cool the Wyatt family was a cool gimmick. Then they started doing this, the maggots and then that, that haunted house match he had with Randy Orton and just kind of, you know, made him uninteresting and, and sucked. And then The Fiend was just awesome when he came out that first night when he didn't have the magic. There was no red tinting of the lights or anything. And he just, you know, was a badass. Uh, Wrestle Finn Balor it was a really cool match. And the fans were just chanting, this is awesome. That's how cool that was. And then they start with the red lighting and... And fire and all this stuff, and it's just they just kill him. They keep killing him dead, and he keeps coming up with cool stuff, and they keep killing him dead. They have a magic guy named Richie. They have him on, on retainer. They got to use him somehow. I guess, yeah, you got to justify that salary. Yeah, they're paying him all this money. You got to make him do something. Why don't they repeat the stuff that's great though? Like just repeat the fiend <laughs> stuff that worked. Everyone loved it. That they don't repeat, but. Cedric and Shelton looks like we're going to get more of that. I'm okay with Cedric and Shelton right now just because I like them on TV and this is the only way we're going to get it. Uh, but yeah, it looks like we're going to get more of that. Uh, Our truth is back. Um, oh, oh, and Amy Kimball says, I would rather DiBiase shove that $100 in my mouth than Garza and his rose. 
Well, yeah, over a roast. It does seem like a it's a throwback to that, um, just a, a takeoff on it. But it gives him something. And Garza, I thought looked good. Like he's aggressive. Um, so yeah, I thought. He, what happened? Wasn't Garza the one that had like the tearaway pants? That whenever he was firing up, he tear away the pants. Yeah, now he does yeah. it before the match starts. Yeah, don't like that. I I always like yeah. it was like his version of like Jerry Lawler's putting the strap right. down. You know, it's business time now. Pants are coming off. Yeah, yeah. who needs yeah. pants at a time like this? <laughs> Speaking quote, of which, I have no pants on. This is all quote, the upper body. By the quote way. of the night: Who needs pants at a time like this? I love it. Um, so we got Sheamus and Ricochet tonight. Another repeated match. Um, this one, same result as before. I, I, except this time Ricochet didn't get away with a new hat and coat. I thought this was a fantastic match. If we're looking at matches, I thought they tore it down. This was a good one. But, of course, it seems like Ricochet's sort of filling in for Carrillo at this point. Uh, Justin, were you a fan of the match? I enjoyed the match. Really good match. Uh, a little bit of a close call there at one point with Ricochet's weight coming down on the bottom half of Sheamus' uh, leg. looked a little scary. But I, it's funny. Uh, yet last night I'd said, about Ricochet, how I, I, my quote was, you know, he, he does things that a stuntman can do, but he also speaks like a stuntman. And then tonight he's doing an Irish accent and he's doing a Seamus impression. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Again, it's... what are they fighting over? Seamus is mad because Ricochet took his hat and jacket. Uh, it, was a, it was a repeat of a very high-profile famous angle. The uh, Bret Hart, Jean-Pierre Lafitte. When Jean-Pierre Lafitte stole Bret's jacket. It was a classic, and so we're we're getting to see it again. Raj, loosen your tie and have a shot, please. Shut up. And <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I love Seamus, and I, but I, but I just wrote, I wrote in my notes a hat, a question mark. Jean Pierre Lafitte. <laughs> I did like how angry Corey Graves seemed about the whole thing, and no one no one was giving him any credit. Like, why are you so mad? And he's just like, he stole his stuff. Ban him from the company forever. <laughs> Uh, and not just that, I thought Ricochet in his promo was just annoying. Like, you know, when he's doing the accent, he's like, oh, I, you know, he's in the wrong. He stole the guy's stuff. And then he's being overly obnoxious about it to where I wanted to see Seamus kick his ass. And I don't think that was what they, you know, what they intended. Yeah, that seemed weird. I, felt, I thought it felt like he was trying to get as much in as he could on the mic because he knows it's few and far between he gets those chances. Mm-hmm. Um I like Ricochet. I hope we get more of him. I just hope it's not getting beat up by Sheamus. I love Sheamus right now, by the way. I love that he's angry and just beating people up. Uh, so I hope he keeps the title for a long time. I stand by this. Sheamus is one of the best heels WWE has produced in the last 20 years. Wow. You know, I, I, you know, I'm not saying he's the best, but I, like, I mean, like, we could do a podcast on, like, make a list of, like, you know, heels that WWE has produced in the last 20 years, I think he's he's in, he's in the top five. Ooh. He he plays a heel, uh, you know, to the, to the look of just a, God, this guy, the, the hair, the pale, the accent, the, I'm a tough guy fella, you know, but the way he works and, 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 and you know, just, just his general execution. I mean, he is, um, he's a solid heel and, and I, I don't, I think sometimes, He's been around for so long, relatively speaking, at this point that that kind of gets lost. You know, he because he's he's done. He's like Randy Orton to an extent. He's done so much. He's been this. He's been that. He's, you know, he kind of. I think he kind of he flies under the radar sometimes of like how good he really is. 
Yeah, him and Miz are probably the two most underappreciated uh, accolades guy as far as people just yeah. done a million things and no one ever thinks of them as top guys, even though they've really done it all. But part of the reason for that is because they get slotted so far down once, you know, it, like they'll be in a top feud and then they get brought all the way down. Uh, you know, Sheamus was losing to everybody last uh, in the winter. And so when you keep, you know, them going so far down the card that when you bring them back up, there's a lack of credibility. Um, and Miz, I, also, I, Miz also handles the ambassadorship right. really well. Yeah. Yeah. Miz, by the way, he uh, apparently injured his knee last night um, at the pay-per-view. So it's not known how um, how serious it is or anything, but he did well, so good. Because, you know what, good. Because the fact that he got his it, it make it, it handcuffs creative. They can't force him to go out there. They, he can actually sell. They got eaten by zombies. Otherwise, if Miz would have shown up tonight, it would have been the biggest no-sell in the history of no-sells. Unless they had yeah. him wearing that, that Bray Wyatt toxic Avenger stuff, you know. Yeah. You or know, he turned into a zombie himself. That's what I thought they were going to do. 100%. They kept saying, I haven't heard from him all day. He's not answering my phone calls. We heard he was hurt. I thought 100% he was going to come out as a zombie. And I don't know what that says about where WWE's going, but I was like, he's going to be a zombie. That, that's what's going to happen. Uh, especially Ugh. when they said it was going to be another lumberjack match. Like, let, let's talk about this real quick. Morrison and Priest, like, okay, we talk about how they repeat things. This feels a little heavy-handed to do yet another Lumberjack match the night after a Lumberjack match between these two guys. Again, they tore it down. Like, every match was great, I thought, tonight. But, man, another Lumberjack match. But, hey, I guess people got on TV. Uh, Raj, do you think Damian Priest teasing that he might try to challenge Lashley is kind of a way of them saying he belongs in the title picture? I thought so. When he said it, I was like, man, you know, this this could be interesting. Raw needs a spark and and that could be something. So um, when he said it, though, I was like, OK, he's not facing Lashley tonight. But putting that tease out there, I was like, OK, um, yeah, this could be something. And he said he's done finally with Morrison. This thing has been going on since January. Priest has won almost every single time. I think Miz beat him one time. Uh, of all of the weeks that he beat him, he was like in his underwear or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, I mean, this it, from a storyline stand, standpoint, these repeat matches make no sense. When it's a clean win, it was a clean win last night when Damian Priest won. So why would that warrant a rematch when it was clean? Uh, you know, like any combat sport, unless it's a Conor McGregor fight where you want to do a rematch, but. Any sport, if it's a clean clean win, you move on. You don't just keep booking that same fight over and over. So, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't think he had any reason to have a match after WrestleMania. I felt like he got a win there. But, uh, Justin, how did you feel about this? Uh, yeah, like you guys said, why a lumberjack match? We've seen this again. I mean, I was happy, at least, if we're doing it again, that, like, Priest has one more win to tout, one more really good showing. Um, you know, he's certainly prime candidate to be a Money in the Bank briefcase holder assuming they do that in the fall since hell in a cell is taking its spot next month but yeah i mean you know and to our point of sheamus you know i don't know how long or far this whole sheamus thing like i was sheamus and ricochet this past week but like if if, if you need a placeholder until it comes time for money in the bank i'll sign up for damian priest challenging for the united states title to sheamus Ooh. and sheamus putting him over yeah. that'd be good 
I'd yeah. like to see that. Would you like to see him as the U.S. champion then, though? That keeps him out of the world picture. Uh, yeah, I mean, I let's again, let's go back to the basics. Let's go back to when uh, you know, uh, let's go back to when a guy got that mid card title, and that meant that he was eighteen months out from the world. And I think everything's accelerated these days because of the you know, the, the, there's what uh, six hours, seven hours of live programming if you include NXT. Yeah. Uh, so everything's kind of accelerated. So what used to be eighteen months means maybe now <laughs> six months. <laughs> But yeah, give him, give him, give him a, a mid card title. Let him run with that through SummerSlam into the fall, and then if there is a money in the bank, he's a prime candidate for that. I mean, he right now. I mean, again, I said it. That was my one positive spin, guys. Like if you missed the backlash pay per view uh, review last night, was the zombie crap is 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 ridiculous. But it was another mainstream crossover. First Bad Bunny, now the movie that Damian Priest went out there, smiled, delivered, did what the office wanted. That that's the kind of recipe. Plus his look and his talent. That's the kind of recipe that's going to get you potential world title situations. Yeah, and I agree with you. And I think it's good that Damien did get a win here. But why not have him against Shelton? Why not have him against Cedric Alexander? Why not mix it up? You know, Ivar. Who cares? And you know, mm-hmm. um, just have the matches be fresh. Damien Priest still gets a win. It's something something new. Someone new, and. Uh, it it just it it doesn't feel redundant. Yeah, you could have him face off against each of the guys that was a lumberjack right. over the next few weeks, and that would give you like three months of TV with he's where he's getting wins over people, but it's new people every week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shuffle shuffle the the talent, you know, um, because it's just the same matches week in week out, and it, it just feels like you're watching the same show. Right. Yeah, I want to see him do something more. But you, Justin, you brought up an interesting point. He is doing a lot of stuff with celebrities and things. I wonder if uh, the guys in the back see something even more than just him being a champion uh, in him as far as even being like an ambassador beyond all this. Because, yeah, he's everything he yeah. does seems to be a tie-in. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, obviously, the, 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 you know, he hit the Bad Bunny thing out of the park. So, that, you know, like, I definitely, I, I mean, I can say this. It's not like some crazy big exclusive for wrestling, Inc., but I can say, I mean, I've, 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 I know people in WWE that have uh, have noted that, like, you know, he's he's a he's a he's a big guy, Damian Priest. He's not he's not your average run in the middle. He's got good size. Uh, he's got a, an exotic, you know, standout kind of look. He's bilingual. Uh, that's that's a big thing to them to be able to that he could do potentially media, you know, English and Spanish, and that he you know he can reach a different kind of audience. Um, yeah, so it, it, I mean, there's I, I know there's a belief in him that if he continues to do the right things, but now what's what sucks and gets worrisome is that as we have here over the years that it can sometimes it can take this most to our perspective trivial things that can all of a sudden put you on the in the doghouse. Let's just hope that he just navigates those waters and doesn't get into that. But uh, but yeah, I mean I, I think he is you know barring injury or anything like i just said trivial that that's that gets on the wrong political person's bad side i mean i think he's prime for at least a a a move to get into the world title picture whether he becomes one of the next guys of the future who knows but he's on that path i mean he's he's literally he's the he's one of the hottest guys they have right now in the company Mm -hmm. you know roman's continuing to win but i mean damian priest is there Right, 100%. Um, Sean Hunter in the chat says, Hey guys, missed Backlash and caught a little of Raw near the end on vacation this week in Disney World. Enjoy nice. y'all night. Hey, nice. Thank you, Sean. Enjoy, Enjoy your Disney. vacation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that should be fun. It's all yeah, all open now, so I guess you should be able to do whatever you want. Um, speaking of open, we had a 
match between Asuka and Charlotte. And this is another example of a match tonight where I felt like the story and everything around it was repetitive and uh, not that interesting. But the match itself was great. I thought this was match of the night, in my opinion. Uh, but I loved this match. The one thing that grinded my gears just a little bit, though, is the whole time on commentary, everyone's saying, hey, Charlotte lost the, the three-way. Just because she wasn't pinned doesn't mean she gets another shot. She's being a, a crybaby. Yet earlier in the night, they're saying Drew McIntyre should get another shot. He's earned it. He deserves it. He was never pinned. All on the same show. That that bugged me a little bit, but the match itself was good. Raj, uh, looks like we're probably getting a three-way for the women's world title on Raw, Ripley, uh, Asuka, and Charlotte. I, got, I mean, they just did a three-way last night. Um yeah. I, I I just think this is a way to keep this going. So you have Rhea beat Asuka again, and you know, and you have a reason to have Asuka in there. I mean, this is clearly going to Rhea and uh, and Charlotte at, at some point. You know, I'm guessing the next pay per view. Um, yeah, I thought Charlotte looked great. I thought uh, I thought Asuka was amazing in this match too. I thought this match was really really good. Um, mm-hmm. They they work so well together. Rhea, the one thing. She, you know, she's sitting at ringside smiling, but just, just really wouldn't. She needs to just kind of work on, um, I don't know, emoting more. I don't know. Um, just not just, I don't know. I, I just felt like maybe it's just the direction they're giving her or, or whatnot. But uh, outside of that, I thought this this match was really good. Match was good. But, yeah, this really feels like they are trying hard with a deadline to manufacture enough heat and uh, s- severity to justify Rhea and Charlotte and Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Um, this just feels they just feels like that's their mission. They got to make this because that that's where we're headed, rightly or wrongly. Do we think? I'm still wondering what the connection is with Sonya Deville here. Uh, I know it's probably just a tie-in, but I was thinking Charlotte's wearing Cruella Deville stuff. Her buddies, Sonya Deville. I don't know. I'm reading too far into it, but I thought I feel like there's got to be something there, but there's probably not. Uh, do we think we're going to find out what the connection is between those two before uh, Hell in a Cell? Hey, they, didn't even, they didn't even mention it tonight, right? Uh, a little bit during yeah. the uh, where they had half the tag team division talking to uh, Sonya Deville. Oh, uh, right, right. Basically, the, the two other teams, but. Um, they kind of hinted to it there, but that was it. This this feels like one of those storylines where they don't really know where it's going. And they're just, you know, they're just like coming up with stuff every week without having a having an you know an end an end game for it. And why think, is that and oh. why is Adam Pierce and Sony Deville why, why why do they have Vince McMahon power? I don't I I don't get I don't I thought, yeah, when they brought Sonya in, I was under the impression it was to slowly push her off to do her own thing not have them both doing the same thing at the same time on the same show. I thought it was clearly they were going to put like her on SmackDown, him on raw or something to that nature. But yeah. And that, that works for me, you know, uh, having a, you know, and, and I guess they've been kind of making her a heel general manager in a weird way, but um, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I, this storyline isn't really going anywhere, but I do yeah. like Sonya Deville. Hopefully, I, I think, uh, you know, whenever she's ready to come back to the ring, I, I always thought she had a ton of potential. 
Yeah, she was one of my favorites for a while. Uh, I thought she was great when she was team with Mandy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we has, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully we get more of her in the ring or whatever she plans on doing. Um, we already chatted about the end of the show. Obviously, Kofi Kingston accepting the challenge, falling short. Uh, that kind of does it for the show. Any last, uh, I guess, final thoughts or things about the show, guys? Uh, Justin, we'll let you go first. Uh, no, I mean, it, you know, it was, a, it was a so-so show. I mean, there's some some things to take away, but it, like I guess like kind of what we talked about earlier about fans, I really feel like now uh, at what May 18th uh, or May 17th, May 18th, we're going to May 18th now. Um, yeah, we're just kind of in this weird pattern of we got to get to back to where the fans are. I, I don't, I just, you know, I feel like they see things that are on the horizon. Damian Priest, somebody big to dethrone Bobby Lashley. Um, RKO bro, AJ Omos. I feel like there's a, I feel like there's a lot of things to get excited about on the Monday night brand, but it, it, until we it, like the next six weeks, it's just kind of just repeat motions. Well, well, you know what? That even before I, I'm not counting last year, but that kind of happens every year after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You have those like three months where like nothing is really happening, it's just a bunch of repeat. It's like they're just kind of killing time. Uh, before getting to you know the SummerSlam time, um, well, I mean, and, and this is usually the time you would see the big dip in ratings. Obviously, some of that is, has to do with the NBA playoffs as well. But um, you see the the dip that lasts through the summer comes up in August, and then the dip hits again when football season starts. Well, the ratings, Raj, to your point, you know, the NHL playoffs have started this week when they normally would have started a month ago. Mm-hmm. So you know they're start they're going to go into July. NBA is going to go into July. So that is. They are the WWE is going to have more uh, sports opposition in the summer months than normal. Yeah. So that that is something to. Really I mean, think and of. then and, and not if, just them, AEW as well, uh, yeah. NXT. Well, and I, AEW, I was going to say AEW and gets and preempted too. Yeah, yeah. AEW is going to get, get hit kind of hard here uh, the next uh, month and a half after this week uh, with all the preemptions. I was going to say uh, NFL kicks up right after all the summer too. So it doesn't necessarily end just because summer ends. But uh, the thing about like this stall, like kind of filling the time and waiting for fans to come back. The, the one thing I keep coming to though, is I look at SmackDown and they're doing such a good job and this isn't the SmackDown after show, but they do such a good job of giving Roman Reigns people to face that maybe aren't the big guy to face for the big moment in front of tons of fans. But as fans watching, we still love like, Cesaro was the underdog, but we all loved seeing that. Uh, J- Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, these are guys that, I mean, they're not the guy, they're not the big WrestleMania headliner names that are going to take the title, but we're still enjoying the journey. Where Raw seems to be struggling with that. They basically just have Drew McIntyre, and that's all they've got. And I think right now, Bobby Lashley needs his Cesaro. He needs someone that is kind of coming up from the mid-card that we all believe in and want to see win, whether or not it's realistic or not. And, and you know, to Justin's point earlier, uh, Damian Priest could be that guy, but I don't want think they should rush it. And I, I, I agree. Like, he should move on to Sheamus, win that U.S. title at SummerSlam. That's how they've done it forever, and it, it's always worked, whether it was Savage, Austin, Warrior. You know, that's that was kind of how you did it back in the day, and it always it, it was a proven formula. I wonder if we've got a Keith Lee return. Now that's maybe me getting too optimistic, but I think a Keith Lee coming in could be a good challenger. If he, if he comes back, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there, yeah, that I, that one's um, that's a weird one. 
I have no idea what the situation with him I don't is either. right now. I just know that he's he's off TV. I'm a fan of his, and I think him and Bobby Lashley could have some big matches. Yeah, uh, he was injured, and then I don't know if he's been cleared to come back since, but no one's talking, really. It's weird. Yeah. Well, I think that about... Oh. We did forget one thing. Oh. Eva Marie again tonight. The oh, Eva Marie yes. promo. Justin's, right Justin's girl. Evolution. Evolution. <laughs> There is no way they're having her be a baby face, right? These have to be heel promos. I thought when I was watching this, she called herself the super role model. And I feel like we're at capacity for role models in pro wrestling right now. Uh, <laughs> between like Bailey and Britt Baker. Can't we just find another nickname for a little bit besides role model? But you're right, Raj. I can't imagine anyone cheering for her when she comes out. Because it, because the way she's talking, it almost makes it seem like they're trying to position her as a baby face. But you know, saying the super role model and how she's gotten everything she's wanted, I don't know. It's if, if you didn't know, if you just watched the vignettes, and and the theme has been the last few weeks, the first vignette they show in the show, you saw already, and then they show you a new vignette towards the back end of the show. They did that again tonight. If you watch these vignettes, just isolate them and watch them don't watch them as a wrestling fan or in a wrestling show they come off as like a sizzle reel teaser of like a woman who's gonna like uh host like a reality show like a like right. a like a diva like a self-help kinda. like a diva apprentice or, or <laughs> that's what this comes up like so i don't know if like they're trying to like pitch that she's gonna lead a stable or if she's wrestling, I, I really don't. I mean, maybe that's part of the fun is that we don't know. But um, I mean, they they've obviously shot these. They put attention into them. Again, as we've talked about, they've she's been you know back in the circles for quite a while with them. They just kind of were waiting until whatever. Like they, they, it seems like there is a grand plan. And all and all the what are they doing with Garza? What are they doing with here? And all the they go they've gone into a corner or have no idea what the next week is it seems it seems like vince and then there on down has this bigger vision for what evolution means or so i hope i hope i hope so too i think it can be great because as we've said before she gets a reaction from people so i think a stable would be cool to see if a female stable start causing problems on raw i think that'd be great stuff I don't think it has to, but no, but I know, Jack, I don't think it has to be a female stable. I don't think, I mean, she could have a stable that has one or two guys in it. I don't think it has to necessarily be a female stable, which that's what I think is great about it. I think uh, the reason I said female is because she did have a line, and I don't know if I'm reading too much into it again, but she said she wants to help women like her or girls like her. Mm-hmm. So she implied female, but again, I don't know. No, no, that's. As I've got my my cork board with yarn attached no, to it, no. like uh, pins I, in the wall, I, I, figuring it I out. I just said, I just said, I think a lot of thoughts been put into every word and every edit that's been done to this. So everything probably matters. They probably do. It's all probably is for a reason. So if, if that's the words that you use, then okay. But yeah, I, I I I definitely think they have a plan for this. I don't think this is just gonna, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, well, and they can start bringing using that stable if they do it to bring up some people from NXT because. Uh, Feels like it's been a while since they brought anyone up, and um, they have so many people on that brand that I feel like that are are ready. NXT is always bursting at the seams with like the women wrestlers. There, they have so many. It seems like every time they someone moves up, they've got three more to take their spot. It's incredible. Right. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I think that does it for us, except uh, Michael Sachs Jr. says Justin Hurricane had a packed house tonight, 18,000. Yeah, the Carolina. Is that hockey? Yeah, Carolina Hurricane versus uh, Nashville Predators. Yeah, it was a game. If you just just Google a clip, Google, it looked like pre-pandemic. There was people. There were there was people shoulder to shoulder. The NBA, they they still don't have fans, right? They they have some, but not full. Yeah. They're not going full yet, right? Yeah, they're not full yet. No. Well, this uh, far in, everybody's advancing. Like, yeah, I'm I'm here in Pittsburgh. The Penguins on uh, Sunday had uh, f- uh, f- like maybe five thousand, and then tomorrow, or maybe today, <laughs> Tuesday. Uh, when they have their playoff game tonight, uh, they're going to have like nine thousand. So it's 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 continuing to progress. Okay, so. because I haven't been able to watch any sports that that when they don't have fans, uh, and that includes UFCs. But you know, I, I do watch them when they do have them because it, it's just too creepy to me uh, without. And uh, so I might start checking it out if, if they're adding more people. But. Yeah. I imagine it's going to be like a, a landslide or a, an avalanche where now that a few people are doing it, more and more people are doing it, more and more people are going to say, well, if I can sell tickets, let's sell tickets. Yeah. So I think. Um, so, yeah, I think that does it for us. Um, thank you guys so much for watching along. Oh, remember to like, remember to subscribe, remember to hit the little bell button on YouTube so you get notified whenever new episodes come up. Share it with your friends. Leave a five-star review on iTunes as well. That's always appreciated. Leave a comment. Who had the best suit and tie? Leave a yeah, comment. yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. Let's I, I might a- need a rematch. My actual suit I saw was a little... Hadn't been washed uh, since the last time I used it, so I got to take it to the cleaners. But <laughs> so rematch. We'll do, it'll be just like Raw. We will do the exact same thing every week <laughs> until Raj gets the outcome he's looking for. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, let us know in the chat or in the comments any types of uh, any any comments. Let us know. I always like to go through and look at what you guys say there. Uh, it's always appreciated. Uh, that's it for us. Make sure to check out the NXT After Show on Wrestling Inc tomorrow after nxt as well as the after uh, aew show on wednesday and that does it for us thank you